Hello. Do you feel like sometimes in your marriage, when you try to talk to your spouse, things just kind of blow up and get out of hand? Do you feel like sometimes here lately, you find yourself fighting more in your marriage than you do for your marriage? Mm -hmm. If that's you, you're going to love this interview today. Hello, this is Vincent. And Valerie. Woodard. Woodard. And today on Couples Pursuit, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about how to fight for your marriage and not against it. Mm -hmm. And we have a wonderful guest with us today in the person of Dr. Carol Peters Tanksley, MD. How you doing, Dr. Carol? Welcome, Dr. Carol. (laughs) Hi, Vincent, Valerie. Great to be here. Thank you so much. We want to give you a little bit bit of uh, information about our guest today. Dr. Carol Peters Tanksley, MD, is an expert on the integration of wholeness for body, mind, and soul. Mm. As an author, speaker, personal coach, OBGYN physician, and ordained doctor of ministry, she brings both academic expertise and years of experience as a practitioner, helping people experience wholeness as God intended. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) That was a mouthful. There's so much goodness in that. I'm so um, excited to be able to dig into all this information and just get to know you a little bit better. Yes, yes, yes. Please tell us a little bit about the stuff, Dr. Carol. Yes. Mm. Well, I really appreciate this opportunity. You know, we're talking about marriage um, and the way God God intended it to be. I did not grow up with the healthy template of marriage. I saw Mm -hmm. a lot of the dysfunction and harm and trauma that can come Mm -hmm. uh, through close personal relationships. I was in my 40s. Mm. I had never been married. Uh, and God brought my loving husband into my life. I was kind of surprised, frankly. And <laughs> through that experience of getting married and being cherished and so on, I, I learned so much about intimacy and love and what it really is and what it isn't. Mm. And my husband and I enjoyed seven and a half years of a loving relationship before he passed away and went home to be with the Lord. Wow. Now, in, in recent years, I am so privileged to help people in dealing with their challenges that they are experiencing in you know, whatever areas of, of their life, um, writing and podcasting and, and speaking and coaching and so on. And it seems like the number one issue has to do with marriage and relationships, the intimate um, needs that we have, what we want and the way that gets disappointed and how to do it better. Mm-hmm. It seems like so many people are struggling in this area. And so it's become uh, probably really the number one thing that I that I talk about, help people with. And I, I'm just thrilled to be here with you guys. Oh, wow. That is so awesome. I am um, so grateful that you said yes to the invitation to come yes. on our show. Um, you could have been doing anything else, but I'm so grateful that not only you're a doctor and we get the wealth of that now, well, a little bit, as much as we can squeeze out in this time that we have with you, yeah. but the fact that you're also a believer, that you love the Lord mm-hmm. and that you're in the ministry and you're, you're teaching from that perspective also. Mm-hmm. So uh, that I just can't wait to get into this topic. When you told me, I'm sorry, baby, you want to no, say something? No, you're fine, no. When, you, when we talked about and we things we wanted to share, what, what, what sprung up to me, was one of your um, ebooks that you have on your site, which says um, "Fighting for Your Marriage." Yes. And um, when I saw that, I said, "Wow!" It seemed like for so long, I fought against my marriage. Yes. <laughs> can you can you just I I know we're going right there. You know, I, I, you know, I was going to walk around the little you know, no, the lake. Cut, cut to the chase. <laughs> Yep. People need help, right? <laughs> they need help. 
But Amen. I, I, yeah, uh, just it, talk a little bit about. We we'll talk a lot about that. That fighting. What are we doing? What are we doing wrong? What can we do better? Dr. Carol, the floor is yours. Oh wow. Um, well, it seems like maybe 95% of the married people who talk to me mm-hmm. will come and say something like, if my spouse would only shape up, if my husband would listen to me more, if my spouse would give me more sex, if uh, they wouldn't be so um, you know, messy around the house, if he, you know, if they, you know, get a job or that, you know, they'd listen to me or communicate better or whatever, if my spouse would do something different, then everything would be okay. 95% of the married people come and and say something like that. Now, um, maybe your spouse needs to change. Mm. But here's a newsflash, guys. You cannot change your spouse. You cannot change your spouse. (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt. It's like 20, 30 years later, we realize, oh, we can't change them. Can't change them. (laughs) Yep. Now, you can influence your spouse, Mm -hmm. and who you are makes a difference in how your spouse responds. Right. But you can't change them. So why don't you just give up already? You know, just Mm -hmm. just quit trying to do what... what isn't working anyway Mm -hmm. and focus on the things that you can do Mm -hmm. there is a lot that you can do and if you spend all your time focusing on your spouse who you can't change and neglect what you can do you're not going to get anywhere and chief among the things you can do is look at yourself (laughs) introspection yes yeah you um it's one topic when i read it um i was like wow those things, those things, when a pastor said, somebody needs to tweet that. That's back in the days when Twitter was kind of hot. But um, is, you said little frustrations bother you more than they did in the past. Neither of you seem to invest quite as much into your marriage. Thoughts about your marriage make you feel more tired than Ooh. hopeful. Yes. Please <laughs> unpack that. Yes. <laughs> Thoughts about your marriage make you feel more tired than hopeful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes fighting against your marriage, it's like it's a war zone. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be intense like that, but sometimes, in fact, I think more often, you just um, kind of put up with stuff, stuff gets swept under the rug, little uh, junk gets in the space between you and a wall starts being built between you and it gets higher and thicker and you're farther apart you're Mm. neglecting each other you're not Mm. investing the same and so um, the the idea of uh, of your marriage becomes a a drain rather than fuel keeping you going and and it just it keeps draining the life out of you that is not the way god intended it to be now Mm -hmm. i i do want to just put a quick parenthesis here because i i need to acknowledge toxic marriages there are some marriages that are very toxic and i don't want anything we say here to say you put up with abuse Mm -hmm. or addiction or whatever that requires special help i just want to acknowledge that that if you and your spouse are both people of reasonably good will with a reasonably good heart um this can work (laughs) this can work if you focus on uh, changing what you can change yes Mm -hmm. yes Go ahead, babe. No, I was just going to say that's really good. Yeah, it's I, true. Just, I, I remember so much forgetting the purpose why I just, I wanted this lovely woman to be my wife. Like mm-hmm. with the vision that I saw of us having a family, of us growing old together. It's like I easily, I forgot the fact that, okay, um, I'm ticked off about whatever it was. I can't even remember half the arguments. 
and that we have. I just knew that I was I was mad, I was angry, and yep. I wanted her to know that. Yep. And so for her knowing that, you know, it's draining, it's tired, it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And, w- and when you when I read that, I'm like, wow, it's, it's tiring, mm-hmm. fighting in your marriage. It is. <laughs> it, it, it is. And you can settle into a miserable marriage detente. The the styles of communication you use together, you keep going around that same boat over and over again. Yes. You know, uh, one wants to talk and the other doesn't, and one either gets angry or stonewalls and walks away, and, mm-hmm. and nothing ever, nothing ever moves forward. It doesn't have to be like that. That is so good, and and you know we were that we were that the poster children or the poster couple mm-hmm. for that type of relationship because we did what I call the dance. Yes. You know, I had yes. a I had a stance and and he had a stance mm-hmm. and you know it would always end up in the same cycle. Yes. And, and we're defending that stance. We yeah. I'm not coming <laughs> off this I'm not coming off this wall. And we said something in one of our first sessions where we talked about you know marriage is supposed to be marriage has purpose, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, we are to be fruitful, multiply, and make disciples and make more disciples and our children should be disciples and on and on and on. However, it has the benefit of love and romance Mm -hmm. as well, right? Those are gifts to us. Love, Mm -hmm. romance, and intimacy are gifts within our marriage. And so we're supposed to be, instead of fighting in the sandbox, we're supposed to be building a (laughs) castle. And we were drawing lines and we were fighting. And it's like, how ridiculous is that? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, what, what happened to the threefold cord? You know, God, Holy Spirit is in the middle. He's on his side, tearing away at the fibers mm-hmm. of his rope. I'm on my side, tearing away at the trying fibers. And God away. is like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to break what are, away. What are you doing? I'm, trying to, I'm out of here. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. Oh, Valerie, I love that. I, 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 absolutely. I, I sometimes think couples end up, you know, sitting on opposite sides of the room or opposite sides of the county, like it's thro- they're throwing hand grenades at each other. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Here's a way to change the dance. Mm-hmm. Um, if See yourselves mm-hmm. as sitting on the same side of the table, addressing the problem that's out here. Mm-hmm. Your spouse is not your enemy. Now, with wow. rare exceptions, if your spouse is toxic and, 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 and hurtful and truly abusive, that, that, that's different. But your spouse right. is not the enemy. Your right. spouse is not the one making you miserable. Um, we, we do have another enemy, and we can talk about that. And, and that's mm-hmm. really the, the, the bottom line. It, it's not your spouse. Yeah, so yeah, see yeah. your spouse sitting on the same side of the table with you, and you're looking at the problem, and you're coming together to work on the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, you mentioned that, that as with national security, so it is with our marriage. If you can yes. identify and name your enemy, yes. you can defeat him. You cannot. Yes. If, yeah, if you can identify, that's right. You yeah, said it oh, right. If you, can, yeah. you said it right. You can, yeah. If you don't name it. But anyway, if you name what the enemy is, if you mm-hmm. identify the enemy, like you mm-hmm. said, so we see we're about to go to another level. We about, we about, we about to go a little deep. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you know, you walk into the lake. You step yep. down like, okay, I, I like this, I like this, and you get a little. So we got, we about to go deep. So right. that enemy, that that, talk about that, Dr. Karen. <laughs> yeah, um, there is somebody who is out to destroy your marriage. Mm. Satan and the kingdom of darkness mm. is out to destroy your marriage. You may think <laughs> it's your spouse. You may think, um, you know, it's all the frustrations in life, but. The, the enemy, Satan, is using all those frustrations wow. to try and get at your marriage. Right. Um, we are told 
that uh, Paul tells us in, in Ephesians that the church or the the way Christ is interacting with his people now um, and in marriage it, it, it's a picture of Christ in the church mm-hmm. uh, now God is always the original we are the pattern mm-hmm. so what is marriage depicting about God God mm-hmm. is relational and intimate within right. himself father son mm-hmm. and spirit they are so close mm-hmm. that we are told to think of them as one God and they are yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and so in marriage that intimacy physically, emotionally, and spiritually mm-hmm. is what God designed marriage to be as a demonstration, exactly. an object lesson yes. of that kind of intimacy that he experiences and that he wants with us. The enemy hates that. Yes. <laughs> he it's hates that demonstration we... of intimacy yes. reflecting God. And yes. so he is out to get you. Mm-hmm. And we are so often practice ways to, to break apart from this marriage we want to separate yep. ourselves and like you said what we're really actually doing to ourselves is that we're saying that it's okay to quit so now we're not talking about toxic marriage i understand i want people to understand that we want we put we put those separate we're talking about the ones that you still you know there's still love there there's still yep. some hope there but i just he just do this and he gets on my nerves and she does that and <laughs> I just can't I can't take it anymore I'm out yeah, yeah. we're talking about those people are at the point of separation mm-hmm. to divorce yep. because we've let the enemy come in divide and us. divide us mm-hmm. exactly we drew the line in the sand we're talking about those relationships right now yeah. right Dr. Carol yes absolutely that's what <laughs> we're talking about um, here's the thing most people I think get married thinking marriage is supposed to make them happy Woo! Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> now, um, you may be happy in marriage, mm-hmm. and in a godly marriage, many of your needs will be met. There will be much joy. There will be much connection. Right. But that is not the purpose of marriage. Newsflash: It's not all about you. No. Um, <laughs> your marriage is not primarily to make you happy. Amen. I believe mm-hmm. marriage is a laboratory in which we learn to love well. Wow. Yes. That's good. Now I I'm gonna tweet that. that. Let me that. That. Hey, take it. Learn that, to you love know, well. Um, yeah, you, 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 you said. add your name to the quote. <laughs> it's a laboratory in which we learn to love well. And that wow. takes learning. We don't know that automatically. Right. And in other situations where we're not committed, you know, we do, we have a series, it's called uh, The Three Phases of Marriage, right? Yeah. And the first is is uh, courtship, and then we have covenant, and then we have commitment afterwards. And we do that because when we when we court, mm-hmm. right, you know, that's all the good stuff, and then you, you know, covenant, you, you have the wedding and all of those things, but then you get to the commitment phase. The commitment should yes. be there prior. But I don't think that it is in order because many of us want to jump out of it mm-hmm. after we found out, we well, say, she doesn't please me all the time. Mm-hmm. We say, I do, but then we say, I thought about Maybe it. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't. But, I but, thought I did. <laughs> but that commitment is so necessary. And, and without that commitment, you don't find out the true depth and the meaning of love. Because mm-hmm. if you can just check out anytime you want to, it's it's not love there's no commitment there but we find that we he has things that i don't i have things that he don't he doesn't and and what i might not think about he may Mm -hmm. and vice versa and so there's a benefit to us being different 
right? And so that love that we share with one another as we go through all of the vows that we say, better mm-hmm. or worse, richer or poor, sickness and health, death, do this part. It's like, yeah, I'm going to say all that because I feel good. I got this dress on. We're going on a honeymoon. It's going to be great. We're going to have babies. And then life slaps you in the face. And it's like, okay, well, maybe not so much. Maybe God was confused. Maybe he's not the one for me. Mm. Yep. And if we don't start looking at ourselves and our history and, and the things that cause us to tick and what filter are we looking through life with mm-hmm. then we can we can be the ones to put our marriage asunder mm-hmm. and many yes. times that is what happens it's what was happening with us yes we mm. were tearing our marriage apart mm-hmm. yeah. you talked to yeah you, you you talked about um looking at your own at your own stuff mm-hmm. um and in asking are you the one who's tearing your marriage asunder there's two questions that okay. I have found often helpful for uh, married people. They can be useful to, to anyone, but especially for married people. One is, what's it like to be married to me? Yeah. Wow. Are you the one who's prickly and you, you, your spouse can never win? They, you know, um, there, there's no way they can ever be good enough and, and you are impossible to, to please, impossible to get along with. You know, you are the one who's making your home uh, miserable. Now, this isn't to take on self-blame and self-contempt. Right. The Holy Spirit is always inviting you to come up higher. He wants to transform you into the next uh dimension of growth right. and wholeness that Jesus has for you. So it's not about self-contempt, right. but what's it like to be married to me mm-hmm. can, can be a powerful one. And here's the second question. Jesus, who do you need me to be to my spouse That's good. in this season? I love it. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. I, when you, um, I, I had some other questions, but I, I want to stay right here. Um, so what happens when a two spouses, two spouses, when mm-hmm. two partners, two people are not evenly yoked? Maybe, maybe they not go. They don't go to church. Okay, even yoked, that's too deep. Let's say one. We both believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We both believe in God, but one is like really involved in the ministry, and the other one is like, mm, yeah, um, just give my check. I don't need to the, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I'm not going today because I got the football to watch. You know, you, those that 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 yoke. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when one partner is, is like kind of really dedicated, and we're having trouble in our marriage? Yeah. And yeah. we know we, we, prayer helps, but he's not really on the same, you know, dedication to me that I believe mm-hmm. needs to be for us to heal this, get this marriage healed. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, and, and that can be a, a really painful kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I think in that situation, the, whichever spouse is listening to us and is, and is committed to, to doing things God's way, ask those two questions. What's it like to be married to me? Mm. Um, Jesus was irresistibly attractive. He drew people to him. Are you mm. attractive to your spouse? Wow. Are you coming closer to Jesus so that they will want to come closer to Jesus as they come closer to you? What does your spouse think of God based on you? Now, again, not self-contempt. We all need to grow. But a really insightful way to think about it. And then who does God need me to be to my spouse? Maybe, maybe God needs you to take your grubby hands off so that God can do his work. If you've been meddling, get your hands off. Maybe. I love you. 
maybe God needs you to have a hard conversation. Yeah. You know, to, to bring some stuff into the light that you've been sweeping under the rug and talk about the hard things. Wow. Maybe he needs you to enter your spouse's world yeah. and be a friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, uh, that, you know, that, that, that can be an insightful question. And then here's, here's what, one more thing. Um, pray against the enemy who's seeking to destroy your marriage. Remember, your spouse is not the enemy. That's right. But there is an enemy. So if your spouse is not joining you in the fight against the enemy of your marriage, there is a lot that your prayer can do. Plead the blood of Jesus over your marriage. Ask God to show you your spouse's heart. Mm. Ask yes. God to show you how he sees your marriage. Yes. Wow. You can do so much in prayer, even if your spouse is not with you and God willing, as you do that dance, your spouse will start wanting to take some of those steps with you. Mm, mm, mm. That's so good. <laughs> there's, <about> <laughs> there's, um, there's so much you said that was wonderful there. I love the two questions. And it's actually a little bit of what we we talk about in our effective communication guide. It's like, how how does your spouse see you? How do they experience you, mm -hmm. right? And uh, we lived in that place. You know, I had to, I got chastised one time because I thought, you know, well, Lord, I'm just gonna tell him what your word says about how he's supposed <laughs> to treat me. And the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, don't do that. Mm. You know, that there was no, there was no, that was very early in our marriage and, and I was very sorry for doing it, but I was prideful in that moment. Mm -hmm. I, you're supposed to treat me like this and this is what you need to do. And that was not inviting. Mm -hmm. That was not loving at all. Yes. And it didn't change him. Yep. <laughs> if right. anything, he just turned his ears down. Yeah. Turned them down. Yeah. As a, Cause I'm like, okay, well, you know what? It's like, I guess, with any person, when you know you're supposed to be doing certain things. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, we, we, we both... Well, she's going to church. She was going to church more than I was, but I was going to church sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I was yeah. hearing the word, and I know what I'm supposed to do is being the priest of my home, being a man of my home, but I wasn't doing it. So I'm, I'm already dealing with that. I know that, okay. He didn't need me to tell so, him. Um, and that's probably why I didn't go to church, because I know that I will probably get called on that. Not saying that my wife is going to tell the pastor or nothing, mm -hmm. but it just if you hear from God... God's gonna be like, look, some some people in here, hint, hint, um, <laughs> that needs to hear. They need to be the priest of the home. So I don't, I don't want to go to church to hear that. And right. then my wife will say, no, must say something like that. You know, when she did say that, it's not like I hated her, but I'm just like, I know. Yeah. I don't want you to know that I know, but I know, and I'm not proud yep. of it. But yeah. I don't know what to do. So <laughs> that's why I asked the question, mm -hmm. like, like. What does one spouse do, and how can they like get on the path to rekindle those? After they ask those questions, they have those self-reflective questions. Just the one spouse that's actually watching this video. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, both of yep. them are watching. Yeah. After uh, they ask these questions, like the next steps to approaching their their spouse. What do you recommend? Um, for a for a wife, um, oftentimes it's, well, he's not paying attention to me. He's not treating me right. Mm -hmm. So my encouragement to the wife in that kind of a situation is take a mental step towards your husband. You can choose to move in his direction. Just take a step toward him. For the husband, um, oftentimes he wants to seek physical intimacy if he wants to connect. And, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, if she's not responsive, he gets frustrated. So my encouragement to the husband is seek her heart before seeking her body. Mm -hmm. And uh, making an intentional choice to move in your spouse's direction in that way 
will do uh, a, a whole lot. Uh, every marriage faces these kinds of challenges. We're talking about fighting for your marriage. Every marriage is the union of two sinners, a setup for disaster, but for God. So don't think there's <laughs> something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. um, the marriage is working as intended when it shows <laughs> your prickly spines and your spouse's prickly spines and working yeah. as intended. Right. God is giving you an opportunity to deal with that and learn to love well. He's, yes. And men, we have this Men, we have this have we fixers. We're we're want to talk about. If you're gonna tell us a problem, we want to fix it. Okay. Mm -hmm. You might even ask. You you don't really want us to like interject. You just want us to listen. But we hear a problem, we want to fix it. So we go through this thing where we are great sustainers. We'll keep something. We want to just keep something running, but not really f like fix it all the way. <laughs> like the roof is leaking, we'll patch it, but we won't fix it. You know, the car is leaking oil, you know, we'll stop the oil leaking. We'll, we'll stop the leak that you see on the driveway, but we won't stop the oil leaking. We are sustainers. The same thing in our marriage. That we, when we when we do, if we want the marriage to, um, to thrive, to keep going, we would do what we have to do to sustain it, to fix that patch. Okay, you don't like me coming home late from work, so I won't come home late from work. But what's the reason why you come home late for work? Well, we're not talking about that right now. We're dealing with the issue of the surface. I'm gonna put this patch on this, <laughs> right? And and throughout a whole marriage, it seems like a male would um, just patch up the issue just to keep it going until you know something else happens. But women would like to deal with the issue. They want to let's in general. Deal. We in do. General, yeah. In general, we want to. I'm that yeah, person. So I want to talk it, it out. Just a, a quick encouragement to wives. Mm -hmm. Remember, your husband is usually in one compartment or another. Don't expect to interrupt his football game or you know his fishing trip to talk about right. the stuff. Right. Invite him to join you. Yes, men love to fix things. So wives, invite your husband to join you in addressing the challenge. Mm. And for men, you've done harder things. <laughs> you can do this. You can have this You can do this. Um, <laughs> it, it, yes, you can take a step and look under the surface and deal with it. You have done harder things, just do it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you won't break because one of the things my husband said to me right before our reconciliation many years ago, he says, I don't know if I can be the husband that you are expecting me to be. Yep. I don't know if that's possible. And when I realized that he really felt that way, mm -hmm. it changed my heart and my perspective towards him because all the time he was fighting what he didn't know. Yeah. I didn't, he didn't know how to be. I was lost at all of my right. possibilities. <laughs> he didn't have the example, right? And right. so as a man, society teaches us, you're a man, you're supposed to know. You're supposed to have the answers. You're supposed to, you know, fill in the blank. And if you didn't have the instructions, then you kind of make it up as you go. Mm -hmm. yep. He jokingly tells people he practiced on me. <laughs> and he did. He did. That's the laboratory and learning her. to love well for both of you, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah, but sometimes you don't have the tools and it's okay for us, for men to be vulnerable. We have to learn how to teach our sons and daughters that we are different in biology and anatomy, right? But 
we're basically the same when it comes to emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for them to express emotion. They don't express it the way that we do, but we have to remember that they have it. Yeah, we do have it. And yes. how to allow them to express it in the way that is comfortable for them. Mm -hmm. You know, not in a toxic way, but a way that's comfortable for yeah. them and be able to receive that. And then they can be encouraged to know I can do this. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm I'm able to fix it and I'm not going to break. And I'm not even going to break if I cry or if I have to tell you something that's embarrassing or troubling that may be the roadblock or the one of those, you know, bricks in that wall that's between us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dr. We, we we're in the, we're in the water with the <laughs> but okay, just we got to get we got to get out. But <laughs> Just just a little bit more. You said something. I just can't let you leave this interview without addressing it. You said that um, necessary actions may include choosing intimacy mm. in these mm. situations right here. Intimacy and, and sex, related but not the same. Mm -hmm. um, choosing to pursue your spouse. Mm -hmm. um, it, it takes intention. Um, you know, for, for men most commonly there's certainly exceptions but but most commonly it's like you know oh I, I i want some let's get in bed and then all is good for most women why would i want to be with you we're not connected yeah so you have to choose to pursue that so husbands if your wife never wants to sleep with you um doesn't want to have sex uh think about the why mm -hmm. seek to understand the why it's mm -hmm. probably not that she's seeking to make you miserable there is something there to be dealt with wow. right yeah. and same thing for why for wives choose to move in his direction mm -hmm. and many wives can help their husbands express some of those emotions that they struggle to most of the time wives are more verbal and relational and can be curious mm -hmm. so wife make it safe for your husband to be real if every time he lets down the walls you're battering him well, why right. would he want to do that right so um move a step towards your spouse in pursuing intimacy mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. pursuing that connection so fight for your marriage not in your marriage not against it yes. not against your marriage that's great so i i, I want to ask a question before we have to leave you have so many um, hats that you wear, responsibilities, author, speaker, personal coach, doctor, doctor, OBGYN, doctor of ministry. How does all of that work together for you? Do you end up overlapping? Do you end up ministering to your, your patients? And do your patients become your, you know, part of your, your coaching responsibility? And how does, how does that yeah. all come into play? Yeah. Um, thanks for that. In many ways, they do overlap. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I am not actively seeing uh, OBGYN patients right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just focusing much more on the ministry. But what the what the medicine experience has given me is a perspective of how our bodies are related with our souls and our, and our spirits and how all of it comes together. It's given me a chance to talk with women in some of the most intimate moments of their lives and deal with some of the hardest issues that they deal with and see how relationships and marriage, you know, play into that. So, um, when you talk about the wholeness Jesus came to give us, 
It's a lot more connected than I think uh, most of us have really been helped to understand. So. Mm -mm -mm. That's wonderful. Well, as, as we as we walk back out, Dr. Carol, <laughs> oh, tell us tell us something that we might have missed. You know, I know we it could have unpacked so many things. I, I actually have so much we could talk about. But what what is that thing you we didn't talk about that you might want to share with us? Okay, before I got married, um, I heard a radio program, and these two things stuck in my mind. And I think this is great, regardless of what stage of marriage you are. Number one, study your spouse. Mm. Learn about them. Um, seek to understand them. Study your spouse. Number two, stay on your knees. You cannot do this on your own. Yes. God Ooh. must be the glue holding you together. Amen. Study your spouse, stay on your knees. That's why I asked that question That's because so we needed that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we I pray, I love the Lord, mm -hmm. but it's always a constant reminder because there's some people, you know, we actually, some people just kind of go through the day and mm -hmm. we might fit a prayer in or we might skip it. You know, I guess it's maybe it's like lunch or get snack or something. I don't know. It's like you, you have to do those things. Study your spot, stay on your knees, and pray. And I'm so glad that we have guests like you to yes. remind us of those yes. things. We bring the the spiritual with the practical, yes. and it's cause we live in both places. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you shared that today. I am too. It's wonderful, <laughs> and I would love to share um, your book with others those of you that are watching how to fight for your marriage and not against it you can uh, reach dr carol at uh, drcarolministries.com we're going to put it in the comments and it'll be attached where you can go to her website also mm -hmm. it's drcarolministries.com um, that is d-r-c-a-r-o-l-m-i-n-i-s-t-r-i-e-s.com backslash relationship and the ebook download is called Fight for Your Marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, I am so excited that you have shared with us tonight a mm -hmm. wealth of knowledge. And um, we are just so happy that you came. I'm mm -hmm. sure that we could probably talk another hour about you know, it's a, I <laughs> guess it's good when you say we got to have you back, Dr. Yes, Carol, we because we just, we just didn't have another time. We got, to, we got to have you back. So thank you again for coming by, dropping by and talking with us yes. blessings to you god bless each one of you listening as well yes, and so well. if you if you got something out of this episode i urge you to please share with someone that you know uh maybe tag someone mm -hmm. in this post or just tell someone about it okay right. you know they can go to our page they can also go to our, our website coverpursuit.com mm -hmm. and now i can also go to dr kara's website my wife mentioned that and um please share and um so support and also bless somebody because this interview blessed me I know, and I yeah. hope it blessed you too also so yeah I hope so too and I just want to say that if you're if you're the spouse that's watching and your spouse is not uh, watching or they're not surrendered um, one thing that I've learned is you pray for your spouse like mm -hmm. you're praying for the spouse of a brother or a sister mm -hmm. pray for them in that way it takes the sting out of it yeah, it puts you in a position where you yeah. can offer grace and you can offer mercy and you can pray for them without vengeance without you know malice without get them lord get them you know because that doesn't work we're you one them, lord. we're one if you can do that um and then work on yourself 
answer those two questions that Dr. Carol um, mentioned. And again, they are, uh, what is it like to be married to me? Mm -hmm. And then ask Jesus, who do you want me to be to my spouse? Mm -hmm. If you approach it from that position of humility, then God will bring you a long way in reconciling your marriage. It's not guaranteed mm -hmm. that everybody's going to come back together. But the best option that you have is to is to realize that God is the center of it. Mm -hmm. And when you focus on him, he can bring the two of you back together. Again, I want to thank Dr. Carol for being with us this yes, evening. Yes, yes. Oh, mm -hmm. It was wonderful. I learned a wealth of information that I'm surely going to share. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. We'll see you again on Couples Pursuit. Bye. Bye. <laughs>